0: Hello, welcome to Guide to the Unknown's Guide to the At Home. It's going to be just me today since Will is still on parental leave, but I am so lucky to be joined by two people who I am so excited to talk to about their quarantine, entertainment, hobbies, whatever. Before we get into it, I just want to mention you can find all things Guide to the Unknown at gttupod.com. Now, let's speak to Bethany and Kathleen from the podcast, and Acquired Taste. Hello. How are you guys? Greetings. Uh, greetings. <laughs> We're so good. We're so happy to be here. I'm so happy to have you here. So let's just freeform it. Whoever wants to jump in, what have you been enjoying lately or during quarantine as a whole? Whatever is at the top of mind.
1: I'm Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> I was going to say I'm throwing it to Kathleen because she yeah. she is always the one who's like absorbing so much.
2: If there's one thing that I've learned during quarantine is that you need to be able to shut your brain off in a capacity that you've never been able to shut your brain off before. Like, do you, would you ladies agree with me? I For would sure. agree.
0: I. Yeah. So you know how I think it's died down to a degree, but there was this sort of like sourdough baking section of quarantine where people were like, we can use this as an opportunity to get to know ourselves better. <laughs> I'm- I'm always a little bit too inclined to be in my own head and getting to know myself entirely too well. That's my default. Yeah. So I have come to really honestly kind of late to it in the last few months, really appreciate the value of a show, a movie or whatever that is just nothing to do with me out of my head so i totally get that kathleen
2: yeah and god knows that there are enough episodes and seasons of gray's anatomy to uh shut down basically from now until probably the year 2023
1: <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's the what thing i'm jealous need. of like i've been i've been watching veep almost on like nonstop repeat but there's only six i think six seasons And you go through them so fast. And like, Kathleen, I don't even think you've made it through Grey's Anatomy
2: once yet, correct? No. Oh, no. I'm still going through. Uh, I just got to season 12, episode one last night. There are 17 seasons, so I'm more than halfway through. But I feel like I'm an MD at this point.
0: (laughs) Honestly, Uh you could probably do like a passable job.
2: I mean, Bethany, do you feel like do you feel like you could run for public office now and you know the drill because you've been watching Veep on repeat?
1: Totally, I feel like wait, do <laughs> I, I want to be in politics? Right, it seems stressful but so funny. It seems like I a know. really funny time, and then you remember that politics is awful
0: and stressful and horrible. Although I bet it is fun in some ways because it's so intense. You get that like good gallows humor going. Totally. Because you just have to get through. So I think there's probably something to it being like, not so bad.
2: Yeah. You know, when you have kids and you want to run for like a local public office, it's really helpful when your kids uh, have friends who are like willing to do anything for five bucks. Because my dad a handful of times ran for local public office and he would like gather all of the neighborhood children. He'd be like, okay, here are the flyers. Go put them on everything, kids. And we would do like seven hours worth of work for like a uh, buck 25 and a piece of pizza. <laughs> and it was, that was definitely <laughs> child labor.
0: But you know what? Did it get the job done? Did he it's, ever?
2: He Yeah. Uh, twice he was elected to the board of education. Yeah. Woo, so nice. there you go. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: A perfect place for him because he was teaching the children entrepreneurship,
2: <laughs> it's something like that, or cutting budgets. I don't know. My dad could go either way.
0: <laughs> Kathleen, does Grey's Anatomy have like
2: Halloween episodes every year? Oh, sure thing. And you know there are, there's a lot of debauchery on Halloween night where people are getting drunk and doing dumb shit, and they do. And you know, you know how. How um, I guess cable television does this too. But once upon a time, so Grey's Anatomy started back in 2004, 2005. And if you ladies remember TV back then, Every holiday, if that show was going to have a new episode somewhere around that holiday, Christmas, Halloween, Valentine's Day, there was like a theme to to one of the episodes. And I love that Grey's Anatomy is still of the era where they're not like pushing out 10 episodes at once and that's a season so you don't have to worry about that type of stuff. Uh, So They do Halloween themed episodes and people will show up to the ER with like fake blood and then the doctors can't tell what's the real (laughs) blood and the fake blood. And everyone's panicking, and it's amazing.
0: <laughs> I can't remember. It was for the show. It had to do with a topic for Guides of the Unknown. I watched a Halloween episode of Grey's Anatomy, so I wasn't <laughs> sure if it was a yearly thing or not, but it was something where somebody had like phantom limb disease
2: or something. Yes. Yep, because when you when you get your leg amputated or a phalange amputated, you often still feel that limb, even though it's not there. It's the craziest thing.
0: Yeah. And so they like, I don't know how they Halloweenized it instead of just being like, this is a terrible thing that some people suffer with. This is definitely painful and bad.
2: (laughs) Yeah. And you know what the cure is? When you have, so let's say you you have your leg removed and uh, you have a prosthetic leg. If you're suffering from phantom limb disease, when you start hallucinating that you still have that limb, the best thing you can do for your brain is to take a knife and stab it into your prosthetic because it's the only way to let your brain know that that limb is no longer there because you don't feel the pain.
1: Wait, now do you know this for sure or did you make this up or did you learn this in your Grey's Anatomy
2: healthcare I learned this on Grey's Anatomy. I'm a Grey's Anatomy MD doctor and that is where I learned it.
0: <laughs> I guess it's like extremely, extremely grounding to be like, I feel this pain exactly <laughs> yeah. here yeah. it's exactly in this spot
2: <laughs> yeah yeah so. and, and yeah and ex- and if you stab your leg and you don't have a leg and there's no pain there you go now your brain's like okay I get it. Oh,
0: wait. So you stab outside your physical body? Like where yeah. that
2: You stab oh, the prosthetic oh, and then you your brain that? doesn't feel the pain.
0: Oh, I thought you yeah. stabbed like the end of your actual no, body. No, no, oh, no, I no, got gotcha. no. like, you. Oh, my know, goodness. Not, not like a deep no. stab, but just like a no. – you
2: know. <laughs> No, no, no. Oh, my God. You know, Let it know no. you're there. You know, I'm like some people are into like that light stab stuff and I can see where <laughs> they're coming from. But like – No, you yeah. stab the prosthetic. <laughs>
0: Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. I yeah, mean, those
2: are
1: instructions so you want to make sure to read twice before you before you go home and do it yourself. <laughs> Definitely. Thank it's you not, for the clarity. It's not working, doctor. But I am bleeding a lot, so I, I don't know what I yeah. did wrong here.
0: It could be like a really messed up way of getting you back to the doctor. So it's almost like the, um, the plant obsolescence of Apple products where you have to keep getting another one. If the doctor gives you advice that makes you go back to the doctor. Yeah. Just make, but you know what
2: getting my medical, Getting my medical education on Gray's Anatomy, I don't think is that far off because Bethany and I once met with this young guy He was a lawyer. Uh, he was drawing up some papers for us, and he told us everything that he needed to know from law school he learned on YouTube. <laughs> he did.
0: I'm
1: I mean, also questioning our yeah. team. There's so a lot to be learned. <laughs> <laughs> We also asked him your doctor uh, is- <laughs> yeah. we also asked him um <laughs> if he was the guy we could call if we got arrested for a heist and he was like yes and and you know that was really <laughs> the only question we had for our lawyer and i think we should have had better as questions. as far as i'm
0: concerned yeah same. i don't know <laughs> it seems like you're talking to the right guy and asking <laughs> the right questions yeah. it sounds like he, was on board. he was he was a little Bethany, too on what board. have you been watching Okay, so well, besides Veep. I think that's just right. Yeah, exactly. Um, besides Veep, so
1: uh, last weekend we watched Willow <laughs> Creek, which is not a new movie. It's from 2013, but it's uh, found footage by Bobcat Goldthwait, the comic, but he also really loves yeah. Bigfoot. And so he did a found footage movie about these two campers who go out and try to find Bigfoot. Um and I
0: loved it. Have you watched it, Kristen? I know that's like right in your wheelhouse. No, it is right in my wheelhouse. I haven't watched it yet, but it's been on my list. And Dennis and I were messaging a little bit. And he, I think this is how I found it about, it, but he, I think he told me that you were watching it. And I was like, oh, yeah. that's right. I really want to. It's
1: really, it's it sounds so good. Awesome. Yeah. And it's not long, it's like maybe yeah. a little over an hour. Um, And I was telling Kathleen, I think on our most recent episode, that one of the shots is just 20 minutes of just like no cuts because he wanted to make it look like this was really what you would do if you found this footage. You wouldn't be doing crazy cuts. You would be like just putting in hunks of video wherever you found footage. And so there's 20 minutes of one take and it doesn't feel long. You're in it with them. You're inside a tent awful things are happening. And it's, I love found footage and I love it when it's done well. And so Willow Creek is really was, and and, and I'm not a Bigfoot person. That's not, I don't love cryptids. I don't really get excited yeah. by them, but this one was my jam.
0: Oh, so what is the plot of it? Is it as simple as a bunch of people are going into the woods and they brought a camera looking for Bigfoot or is it more than that?
1: It's pretty simple. Yeah. It's a, it's a boyfriend and girlfriend. And it's been his dream since he was a kid to go, um, to the part of the forest where the Patterson Gimlin film was, was filmed. And so his girlfriend who loves him decides to come along with him and help. So she's filming and it's just the two of them. And they, you know, go into the town outside where it's all Bigfoot themed and they're having a good time. And then we walk with them into the forest and it's, it's great. It's just two people and they're great. (laughs) They're really
0: good. I loved it. <laughs> I, I see Kathleen shaking her head. Not
2: for you. I, I, there's a h- handful of thoughts that I have here. Yeah. First of all, I love the sentence, and we walked with them into the forest <laughs> because endless possibilities stream out from that sentence. But um, I just I hit up the Google News because I wanted to see what the latest was on actual Bigfoot <laughs> news. And apparently in Oklahoma – there's a bounty for a Bigfoot-like creature that's more than $2 million. So I'm packing my bags and I'm on my way to Oklahoma right now because Tim Mama could use $2 million. Well, you
0: better bring a video camera because you could be making Willow Creek (laughs) Creek 2, an unofficial sequel. Part
2: two. I wonder if this is just applied by the Tourism Board of Oklahoma to get people to visit,
0: (laughs) A hundred percent. I respect it. 100%. Have you? Have I? So I just wrote an article for Hunter Killer about the theory that Bigfoot is an interdimensional creature. Mm. Have either of you ever heard that theory before? Yes, no. and I believe it. No, please expand. So some. Pe- so okay, there are basically kind of two camps about Bigfoot: people who believe that he is. Like an undiscovered animal and that one day we're going to be able to get this thing on a lab table and we're going to be able to prove everything. And then other people who think Hmm. people have seen something out there, but it's not necessarily just a physical being. It might be extraterrestrial in nature, like an alien. It could be a ghost, something like that. And sometimes the twain don't like to meet, but there are certain people who are like, we could be learning from each other. Mm -hmm. Why don't the physical Bigfoot people talk to the non-physical Bigfoot people and see what's cooking? Mm -hmm. And so one of the places where this theory kind of intersects the two camps is that, let's say that maybe there were Bigfoot back in the day, and perhaps they have since passed, and now we see them as ghosts out in the forest. And that's why there are never any bodies. That's why there aren't bones to collect. Excuse me. Stuff like that. So it's just kind of fun to think about. The theories get like really spun out and out there. But if you just kind of approach it as like it's fun to think about weird stuff. Yeah. um, Then it's enjoyable.
2: You know what? You know what would be the best? I mean, I don't listen. I don't advocate violence at any point in time. But I really like, want to hear what you're about to say. Imagine, you Just imagine, <laughs> like, the 5 o'clock news reporting on a gang fight between the two Bigfoot camps. Like, <laughs> they met in the park, and they were going at it. And, like, these people believe that Bigfoot exists in the physical world, and these people believe that Bigfoot are ghosts, and they just – they hurt each other very badly. Some real, like, West Side ago. Story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: A lot of snapping. <laughs> a lot of token. Well, think- now I need to watch Willow Creek. It's it's great. I actually was having this conversation over the weekend. So I true I do. I think if if Bigfoot's exist, which I don't I kind of think they do. I do think that they are a I bit interdimensional. I don't think it's that out there. No. I love the mm-hmm. idea that they're in an alternate dimension that crosses over i think the pacific northwest is a real weird part of the country a lot of stuff happens in those woods Mm. i mean a lot of like ancient stuff is going on in those woods and um and i would love the idea if they're just normal beings in their dimension walking around they cross over and we're all like oh my gosh but in our dimension we have labradoodles and their dimension, they're seeing <laughs> labradoodles every once in a while. Like, what is this teddy bear that's walking around? There's no way this is real. And we're just getting labradoodles. Like, we don't deserve labradoodles. They're they're these mythical, amazing things yeah, like, that we no just get. big. Yeah, they're like no big, just labradoodles. <laughs>
2: You know, uh, ladies, I have a million dollar business idea for us right now. Okay, I'm everybody, in. everybody, give me your four hundred one k's because this is gonna <laughs> this is gonna take us to the moon. Uh, do you remember how in the nineties? Teens and preteens used to wear backpacks that were like stuffed animals. Yes. Yes. I think that we make a line of bags that are Bigfoot bags, but like kind of cute with like decorative buttons uh, for like the mod cloth uh, customer. And we just start wearing Bigfoot backpacks and furry type things.
0: I'm absolutely comfortable with that. I
2: it. It'll appeal to both Bigfoot camps, right?
0: (laughs) That's true because it's like it's acknowledging the physical, but Uh, maybe we can have maybe the interior of the bag is kind of like a mystical sort of print that implies an interdimensionality.
2: Exactly. An inclusive Bigfoot community is what we really need to shoot for here. (laughs)
0: Finally. Kathleen's
2: all about
1: bringing the people
0: together.
2: together. Yeah. Yes. Together we ride. Yeah, together we ride. Do, do you ladies remember Harry and the Hendersons yes. that Bigfoot show from the nineties? <laughs> yeah,
0: but it was
1: sad, right? Because didn't he have to go away? Didn't Pierce? <laughs> yeah, it's Gordon awful. or whatever. It's so sad. Pierce Gordon. What was his name? Wait, Charles Groden. Are you thinking of John? John Lithgow. Oh, was it John? Lith- wait, I'm thinking of um, I'm thinking of Beethoven, which was Charles Grodin, right? <laughs> The world, oh my goodness, (laughs) (laughs)
0: you're right, John Lithgow. Pierce Gordon, (laughs) (laughs) um, (laughs) that's such a funny name.
2: (laughs) Like, those that show, Harry and the Hendersons, that's my earliest memories of Bigfoot.
0: I think that's probably a lot of people's like. I mean, probably mine, too. I don't know yeah. if I had a whole lot of Bigfoot exposure before that. I think it's
2: probably <laughs>
0: the case. Wait, real quick, back to Charles Grodin, as we always go. Always back we to We always him. end up back here. All roads lead to Grodin. Isn't it weird? <laughs> Isn't it weird that Charles Grodin is in Rosemary's Baby? Do you remember that that's a thing? Whenever wait. I watch Rosemary's Baby, I'm like, oh, that's right, Charles Grodin is here. Wait, he, wait, he's, he's was he? her was he's her doctor. <laughs> <laughs> the thing like the cult like pays off. She like goes to him for help and she's like, oh thank God, an outside party. And then oh he just gives her right back to
2: her. Like her husband, which you know he's he's handsome in Rosemary's Baby. Like that's a face you could love. Yeah, no, he's he's not bad looking.
0: I honestly i I think that some of my misguided um, romantic leanings were. Partially molded by Charles Grodin and *The Great Muppet Caper*, because he's like in love with Miss Piggy, and he's like kind of menacing. And I think I was into it. I'm tra- sure <laughs> it messed um, everything up for a while.
1: In uh, I always forget his name, but I have a similar situation. Whenever I watch *National Treasure*, I forget that Harvey Keitel is a National Treasure, and he always pops up, and I'm always shocked that he's there. <laughs> Because I feel like he le- he lends a level of gravitas to this movie, but then in number two, National Treasure Two, <laughs> Book of Secrets, it has um it has a uh, Helen Mirren in it. <laughs> oh my
0: goodness, oh, Stephanie, I. You're absolutely right. So I know that you and I are both real National Treasure fans. Um, The same thing. Anytime I watch it, I'm like, Harvey Keitel is here? What's he doing
2: here? Um, Or I I don't know. Bethany has definitely never seen this movie, Chris, and I don't know if you have either. But Dave Chappelle is in You've Got Mail. He plays Tom Hanks' best friend. Yes, yes, I love yep. You've Got Mail, yeah. by the way. But yes, I know, he's his best friend. It's I so weird. And, you know, the thing about Dave Chappelle is that he literally doesn't age. So I went to go see him on stage probably three years ago. He looks exactly the same as he did in You've Got Mail in 1997. And I'm like, oh, this, it was an interesting choice for him. It was before he got his show on Comedy Central.
0: <laughs> That's right. That's so weird. Yeah, I feel like they like go to the gym together and there's like yes. treadmills next to each other. Yeah, being, like,
2: Talking about, talking about Tom Hanks' love life. <laughs> yeah, talking about
0: putting Fox Books like, out of business. Or no, maybe yeah. Fox Books is Tom Hanks. Fox I'm Books business. is Tom
2: – yeah, is the uh, Barnes & Noble, the uh, equivalent.
0: <laughs> I've been watching a lot of Chappelle's show lately because it's all on HBO Max now. Oh! Oh, God. I can't recommend it highly enough. It is – so goddamn funny.
2: Is any of it cringy? Like, is any of it like, okay, it's funny for the time, but I'm also cringing and laughing a little bit?
0: I Yes, but I think it was even cringy at the time. Yeah. I will say one of the things that I was like, oh, this is definitely in a new light today – is um a it's a skit slash song kind of about like R Kelly's sex tape? And
2: it, was,
0: it was cringy then, but we laughed at it a little bit more than yep. we do now. Yeah. So there are some things like that, but oh god, it's so funny. And I we watched an episode the other night where basically it shows that Dave Chappelle invented carpool karaoke, and then James Corden swept in and stole it <gasps> because it's Dave Chappelle driving around with most deaf and. They're listening to like there's music that most F is rapping along to on the radio in the car. And I was like, excuse me, excuse me.
2: Oh, you know, how do you how, how do you ladies feel about old television shows and movies like that where sometimes you pause and you go, oh, God, like, should we be writing these things off or should we be taking them for the time period that they were made in?
0: Bethany, I cede the floor to you first. Ooh,
1: that's tough. Um, I think, I think that we, I think that we watch it and we see how far we've come, and we see mm. it as a sign of I am grateful that this is not the way it is anymore. Like, if you look at, you know, uh, I can't say I've sat and watched the Honeymooners, but I know enough about the show to know that, like, we don't really yeah. joke about hitting your wife. And the entire audience laughs, right? Like, so I think you can still watch episodes of The Honeymooners because it's important to know the history of, you know, uh, of our culture and pop culture. Um, But I think we also look at it and see that maybe things that we think are being too sensitive today will look back at and go, oh my God, I can't believe I thought I was being too sensitive because now it's very normal to accept that, you know, X, Y, and Z is... Is the norm, yeah, and uh, I think it helps us put our current prejudices in perspective if
0: that if that makes sense. Does that make sense?
2: Mhm, yeah.
0: I think it makes total sense. And yeah, I feel much the same way about it. A lot of times when I'm seeing something that I'm like, oh, that's not cool. It makes me think about what we might be saying. Oh, that's not cool.
2: Yeah. About mm-hmm. today.
0: yeah. And mm-hmm. like it can seem right now like some people are at like the peak of our wokeness or whatever, mm-hmm. but there are going to be new things to be woke about in the future that people are more open about that we might not know about right now that people are experiencing right now. Yeah. But yeah. Maybe not talking about. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that, like, they don't have a platform might... yet. Right. And so we yeah. might be accidentally stumbling on things that could be hurtful to somebody that we don't even know about yet. Yeah. And so I wonder if some of those things in the past are kind of that way. It doesn't make them fine. Yeah. But not everything, but like, I wonder if there are some things that are genuinely like, it it wasn't known to be offensive in any way because maybe people weren't aware of whatever it is.
2: Like I, I really commend Disney for putting, um, you know, a little bit of dialogue before some of their old movies uh, where there are racial undertones and overtones in many, uh, many respects, you know, and the stuff that they can take out without uh, like in Fantasia, there's some things in there that they took out that doesn't affect the overall feel of the mm-hmm. film. You know, they just pull, I think that's really cool. I sent Bethany this absolutely but wild. Oh my God, maybe but is not the type of the word that I want to use in this. This like just crazy banana skit yesterday because I was doing like a little bit of a deep dive into JTT, Jonathan Taylor Thomas. And he was, before he was on Home Improvement, he was on in Living Color, a handful of episodes in one specific skit where he plays Macaulay Calkin alone in a house and Michael Jackson is trying to break in yeah. to hang out with, with JTT because his parents are at home. It, really? and it, yeah. I cringed and laughed and then cringed again. And I was like, you know, I think more people need to know about this because it's <laughs> so insane. It's crazy. That's
0: nuts. Also, may I ask why you were doing a JTT deep dive?
2: Because do you know what? Why not? Bethany was doing a What Are They Doing Now with a, uh, a lot of old celebrities, and some of them were from the 90s. And I always just like every couple of years, I'm like, what is JTT up to? And I yeah. do a Google, They'll do a Googles on, on him. him. I'm into <laughs> it. What's he doing right now? What's he up so, to? He was on Tim Allen, uh, Tim Allen's show, The Last Man Standing, uh, maybe in 2016, and since then nobody's really heard of, heard from him.
0: Wow. <laughs> maybe he, have you guys, what's the name of that guy? Andrew Keegan, the guy who was in 10 Things I Hate About uh-huh. You And now he has like a cult. Do you now know, he has a yeah. cult. Yeah, He's, yeah. I think
2: his cult shut down because they couldn't pay their taxes.
0: I think you're right. Oh, shit. Never mind. I was going to yeah. say, like, maybe JT's, he joined the cult. And Yeah. Maybe I swear to God, no I saw one. a picture of
1: Shailene Woodley in that cult. I don't know if she was just a guest and was just visiting, but on their <laughs> website for a period of time, there was a picture of Shailene Woodley on a stage, like holding her hands to her heart.
2: And uh,
0: I don't know. You know. Honestly, not impossible. That would be kind of like yeah. Shailene Woodley-esque from what I understand. Didn't yeah. she
2: go on David Letterman and say that she eats clay from the ground because it cleanses her system like a pore strip inside of her body? Yes,
0: she did. <laughs> yeah. did she? Yes, she did. It's, it's called like like benzenite clay or Oh, something. my God. I don't think she's literally scooping it from the ground, I don't think. <laughs>
2: But you probably she, buy it in the same shop that you yeah. buy that fancy sex moon dust from, you know, those little boutiques. <laughs> yes.
0: I, I I think you do. I think that she was talking about how she like she makes a tooth paste, but more of like a tooth powder from it, and then swallows it because it it nah. like they say that it like acts like a magnet for toxins in your body or something. But our something. toxins aren't aren't metal. No, no, none of it makes sense. But I I know exactly what you're talking about. She definitely did say that.
1: Bless bless her heart. I remember she was presenting someone with an award at like the MTV VMAs or something. And she was like... See, I taught so-and-so to hug heart-to-heart, chest-to-chest, so our hearts can touch each other. And then he, oh th- she brought him up, and then they hugged heart-to-heart for a really long time. And I remember thinking, I oh. like this Shailene Woodley.
0: She's weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like her. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice when there's a weird celebrity, yes. like an out and proud weird, weird celebrity. Yes, it's they're enjoyable because they're usually so polished. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's fun to see somebody do like a long heart to heart hug when everybody's yeah. like, "This is straight. This is weird." I am it's <laughs> okay more on board.
2: Uh, Shailene Woodley has an Instagram that I wasn't aware of. Apparently, four point six million people that are not me were aware of this instagram but you know i might have to do a deep dive into her she's drinking a lot of wine on here and that somehow surprises me because i think she's a health nut and i don't expect her to be like a wine connoisseur for some reason
0: oh, wine I mean, can maybe be good. she's all about the antioxidants yeah. <laughs> do you know that she's engaged to aaron rogers like a football player
2: recently yeah that's a recent thing
0: I know. That's that's kind of an unexpected pair-up. Like, because she's so hippy-dippy, yeah. I would have thought that she'd be with somebody who's a little bit more like that. But I'm into it. Maybe he's maybe he is hippy-dippy. Oh. I actually know nothing about Aaron Rodgers. I don't know why I'm assuming that he's not.
2: I wonder if he eats nightshades or if he's in the uh, Tom Brady uh, Giselle camp where they don't eat anything that grows at night because it causes inflammation. <laughs> yeah,
1: look. God, life is so hard.
0: I just eat Cheez-Its. its are the best. <laughs> Who oh, okay. cares? Nice. Actually,
2: what snacks have you guys been into lately? Ooh. Mm. Mm. Okay, Trader Joe's has this new thing out. It's called mochi cake.
0: Oh, I I haven't had it yet, but I saw that.
2: Oh. Listen, if when you hit up Trader Joe's, I'm T.J.'s, I'm going
0: later today. Yeah, buy
2: three boxes because it's so delightful. There's something about uh, desserts that come from Asian culture. They're just not as sweet as American cakes, and I mm-hmm. I just devour them. Just, like, do you ladies like mochi? Like when you go to like the frozen yogurt and, and you put accoutrements on top of your uh, your frozen dessert. I've never had
1: mochi. I don't know what it is. I've seen it in the <gasps> freezer at my gro- my local grocer's freezer has it, but I've never tried it.
0: it's something like it for some people, I think it's a texture thing that they're not super into. So Mm -hmm. like at in the grocery store, the freezer, it's usually like an ice cream ball with this thin layer of how can I describe it? That doesn't sound disgusting. It's
2: it's, yeah. um, It's like a, like if you had uh, something that's sort of like a marshmallow, but it wasn't quite as sticky and you could roll it out like a piece of dough, really thin. um, And I don't believe that you have to cook it, uh, and then you can wrap all sorts of things in it. But you can also make like a little gummy candy from it, and it's just like a chewy, you know, semi-sweet type thing.
0: Huh, yeah, chewy, good. chewy, semi-sweet is like a really good adjective yeah. for it. But, really? Yeah, I, I love that. Actually, I got um from Trader Joe's. They were like Thai tea flavored mochi balls. Like oh, balls. they're so good. Mm-hmm. They were delish. Trader Joe's is really doing it for me lately. I don't go, or I hadn't gone a ton because if you go at off hours at least here in New Jersey, there's like a line because of yeah. COVID restrictions mm-hmm. and I don't want to do that. But if I, if you go here like on a weekday in the middle of the day, mm-hmm. then people are at work and it's not as
2: crowded. Uh, if you are a Trader Joe's fan, you need to go on Reddit every single day because there is a hardcore uh, subreddit for people who uh, rate and describe all the new Trader Joe's products.
0: Oh, I, I'm I'm doing that today. Thank you. That is a great tip. Oh, Hot Bethany, tip. what's she eating?
1: She's. I've been I've been loving the single serving Reese's peanut butter cups through the holidays. So at at, at um, <laughs> Halloween time, it's a pumpkin. Christmas time Mm -hmm. it becomes a tree and then we head into springtime and I don't even know what an egg shaped I think. And then at springtime we get our um, Cadbury cream eggs which are my very favorite things. And I have like I see a nutritionist every week and I have to write down everything I eat and there are certain foods she knows not to fight me on. And one of them is a Cadbury cream egg. She's just like, this is great. <laughs> and I'm happy you ate it. And, and I hope you ate it with health and love. <laughs> and the other one is um, 7-Eleven pizza. She knows not to push me. And 7-Eleven pizza is my favorite pizza. It's it's what's been getting me through. I, I don't care. I know I live in New York. I am a 7-Eleven pizza apologist. It's so good.
0: Oh, amazing. I don't think I've ever had 7 pizza. Is it kind of like Pizza Hut pizza? Because that's yeah. what I'm picturing. Totally. Like, it's like bigger cheap bread. Crust. It's like kind of puffy. Yep, kind of puffy. Yeah. It's
1: puffy. It's yes, Chris, Puffy. It's like if you had a puffy sticker of pizza, actual size, that's what it is. And like, <laughs> shout out to the two guys who work at the Oceanside 7-Eleven, and they get me pizza every time I walk in. They put it in the oven. They know me. They put it in a thing, and now the best part is I've been getting it. For so long that they've started giving me free ranch dressing on the side as a little like hey (gasps) ranch dressing, and I go thanks, and I take it and it's my favorite.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's so that's awesome. I love it. What a good inn to have.
1: Yeah, they're great. Those guys are great. We don't know each other's names.
0: I mean, sometimes that's even better because I have a minor, I wouldn't say it's a fear, but like I am not, I don't want to become a regular anywhere really because I'm afraid they're going to want to talk to me too much. Yeah. Yep. So I like the idea of you guys not knowing each other's <laughs> names, just doing kind of like a silent slide of a pizza across
2: the counter. Yep. You know, yep. uh, I live across the street from this really good deli and sandwiches. I think sandwiches are my favorite food because there's so many different op- options of what you could do with sandwiches. But one lady, the, the deli lady, one day the deli lady says to me on the phone, oh, I know your voice. You order a lot of sandwiches. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, lady. <laughs> All right. I I love the idea of being a regular,
1: but I don't like it in practice. Because also, what if you want to change things up and they've already created your order for you and now you feel guilty and you feel feel cornered and trapped like an animal?
2: What do you do? You you lash out? You, you ladies are crazy. It's amazing to be a regular because then you have they get like they get like Bethany, like you said, they get your stuff ready for you. They know your order. They want to know how your mom is doing. They yeah, want to know how your cats are. But you what know? if you want to get That's in and out? Yeah, we got yeah. Well coffee. then, you, then you just say you just say, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm in a rush today. I'll catch you later, Steve. Because my butcher, Steve, was like, ah, oh, you pay me tomorrow if you have no cash right now. And I was like, thank you for the chicken. I'll be back tomorrow.
0: That's so nice. See, I think you... I think you're handling this like a normal person. You're right. The answer would be, hey, sorry, I'm in a rush today. Yeah. I would just not go because I'm like, well, I can't get my coffee now because I'm in a rush and it's going to hurt their feelings because yeah. I can't talk. and whatever. Like, It's too much. It's, it's too much.
1: Thing. Yeah, I put uh, all of the barriers go up. It's too much. I will say though, there is something nice about it. When I lived in Minneapolis, um, for a period of time, I had an ex who was vandalizing my car on the regular. And so I <gasps> had these two what guys. What were they doing to it? He was putting like He was putting like um, toothpicks in the locks and then super gluing over them. And then like he tried to – he put like a – Are you kidding me? No. He put like a tennis ball in my exhaust to try and like make my exhaust back up. But because of it and it was such a crap car, um, I kept having to bring it into the same mechanics. And it got to the point where I would just – call and they knew my number and they would go, Hey, and I would go, Hey, it happened again. And they'd go, okay. And I would drive it in and they'd fix it and I'd leave. And it was nice (laughs) to be like on voice recognition terms with someone that was kind of fun. It felt very small towny. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and also to not have to re-explain all the yes. time
2: why yeah. these things have happened. They're like, oh God, that guy uh, again. Yeah. The, they just kind of
0: like automatically know. Yeah, exactly. You
2: know, when you when it gets to the point where you have to pay someone to get it fixed, like that's not cool. That you know, that oh, no, but in high school really once really I, so. I was with a Oh, oh, yeah. that that is sweet. That's really nice. Yeah, I had a girlfriend who wanted to seek revenge on uh, an old boyfriend in high school. So in the middle of the night, we pulled up to his car and we covered the whole thing in post-its from top to bottom. Every inch was a post-it, and that is the type of prank where you know he doesn't have to like take it into the shop. And it yeah. was so annoying. I bet for him to peel off every single one of those little pieces of paper. Did you take pictures? Oh, yeah, we sure did. But it's on a flip phone somewhere, and I have yeah. no idea where that flip phone is.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. So I, I have two similar car stories. The first one is that Will had – I mean, it, he was in high school. If Yeah, I guess it was high school. And I, I still lived at home and everything. There was this girl who I guess he, like, dated or whatever, who then kind of did a similar thing to Bethany. She she came, and she kept just, like, scratching things <gasps> in his car. And it's one her- of the times oh. she she wrote her name on it. Oh my god, was I- it Carrie Underwood? <laughs> it was. She <laughs> dug her keys oh to the god. side. Oh my god, Carrie Underwood? She's so famous.
2: I know. You know what? what? weird weirder things have happened. I have an uncle who dated vitamin C, so <laughs>
1: <laughs> but like there's um there's um there's a big rule of vandalism, and it is if you're gonna vandalize something, don't
0: vandalize your own name. Yeah. Isn't that so stupid? Like I saw her, first of all, she did write her own name, but I saw her driving away one time after she did it, and I was like, I know it's her. (laughs) And so without telling Will, just pure fuel of vengeance, I knew where she worked. It was like two minutes away. I drove there. I parked next to her brand new car. It even had the um like the license plate thing on in the window. Yeah. I keyed the entire (gasps) side of it. Oh
2: shit. (laughs) yes like
0: front to back Mm -hmm. and I didn't tell Will about it for years because I was like I don't want him to know because then if she comes to Will and was like you did whatever I want him to be able to genuinely say like I don't know what you're talking about you're insane yeah and so I told him about it years later and he was like I actually don't remember what he said but it was crazy
1: how did it feel to key a car because I've never done it it was wild delicious
0: It did. It really did. It was like, yeah, it it was great. It was like her car, I think, was some like weird color too. So like, you know, I could tell she had like a lot of pride in her car. And I was like, not anymore. And I seriously, I went from the front, like by the wheel to the back wheel. And I just got back in my car and drove away.
2: You know, that's the type of vandalism that we used to be able to get away with. Now, everybody's got a dang camera. And I just wish for one day we could be vandals. What's that? What's that? Movie yeah the purge But like vandal purge you know you can't Kill anyone but you can key all The cars you want and you can toilet paper People's houses and you're not going to get caught On the ring
0: By the way, innocent fun purge.
1: I have to shout, Kristen, I have to shout your own podcast out. I was I don't know if it was a recent episode or I've just been re-listening, but when you and Will were talking about what would you do if the purge was real, and your answer, Kristen, Mm -hmm. was hang out at the mall off hours. (laughs) you're such a good person it's like you wouldn't murder your enemies
0: you'd be like i want to hang out at the mall at night no one's there you can sit anywhere you want you could have a sleepover
2: at the mall. That's amazing.
0: Yeah, wouldn't that be cool? And then I thought about it later and I was like, I guess I could join one of those like mall walker programs. is this <laughs> is really my dream <laughs> where they let you into the mall and you just like walk around at like 7 a.m.? I guess I have this power right now. <laughs> you
2: don't have- uh, when I was a little girl... I- I got to sleep over at a sci- at a science museum for kids because it was like girl scout sleepover and I still think about how cool that night was to this day to put my uh, sleeping bag down in the um like the the nervous system section of the <laughs> of the museum and sleep there. <laughs>
0: oh, that that honestly is really awesome. I love being places where you're like not supposed to be. Yeah.
2: <laughs> oh my god, yes. Yes. It, it doesn't matter where it is. If you're not supposed to be there and you're there, there's something so inherently sexy about that.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Especially if it's a place where, like, a lot of people usually are and it's empty. It's, oh, so, it's so, like, weird. overwhelming in a cool way. Uh-huh.
1: Like, whenever we had marching band practice, you know, after school and we wouldn't get yes. out until, you know, 9 o'clock and you'd run back inside to jump in your locker really quickly and grab something and it was just dark and the hallways were yes. dark and the classrooms
2: were all closed. And it's like, oh, mm-hmm. man, this is all right. right. It's the
0: neatest thing. Yeah. This, <laughs> this is alright. Something's wrong.
2: There's an, there's an episode of Dawson's Creek where Joey and Pacey get locked in a Walmart overnight by accident and they have to like go into the sleeping bag section, like the camping section, get some sleeping bags, they have to like go get some snacks and they just get to play in Walmart all night long until the security guards come open it back up in the morning. Were they dating at this point? You know, I think it was like on again. This might have been an off again, but then after that night, they were definitely on again.
0: Oh, I bet. I bet they could have just gotten one sleeping bag and see what happens. Yeah, totally. <laughs> totally. Um, the Fra- I've never been to this before, but I know that the Franklin Institute Museum in Philadelphia before COVID did this thing where it was like museum after hours where Ooh. it was like a cocktail party sort of thing and they had different themes. Ooh. So like you would... Yeah, so something to keep your eye on when things are like a little bit more normal again. Yeah. Yes, um, I used... So... At the Mall of America in
1: in Minneapolis, they have – at least they did. I don't know if it's still open. They had Underwater Adventures, which is this huge aquarium. And I went ghost hunting at Underwater Adventures because you know like water helps – Uh Conducts energy and blah, blah, blah. And it was, it was at night and there was something really cool and so frightening about being in this very moody aquarium with, you know, the water is casting shadows and you're going underneath the kind of the tube that has the aquarium above you and listening for ghosts. It was very trippy, very, very (gasps) creepy and
0: very fun. Oh, that sounds awesome.
2: I would love to go to a wedding at an aquarium.
0: Me too. You know, we, we looked into having my husband and I having our wedding in an aquarium for like two seconds because the Camden aquarium. Yes. I looked into that too. <laughs> yeah. But it was like really expensive or something. Yeah. Yeah. So I yeah. Do it. But I, I mean, it, I think that's such a cool idea. I love aquariums. They're mm-hmm. the best. They're, they're so beautiful. weird.
1: I, they're like, because fish are just wrong. They're weird. You're right. Yeah.
0: Those dead eyes they're staring so at you. so strange. Blah. They're they are very, very weird. I know that Will and I have talked about on the show before how strange, like, the, the ocean is and the mm-hmm. deep. And I just, like, don't know what's down there, like, past a certain level. That yeah. is very strange. It's like they're outer like, space.
1: Yeah. I mean, the idea that if aliens exist, they're they're probably already here but just in the ocean. It's very right. – it's so upsetting. I love it. It's I hate
0: it and I, I, I love too. it.
2: I want to add another layer to this Bigfoot thing. Oh, please. What if there is an aquatic Bigfoot?
0: Okay. So there's a book called Where the Footprints End, Volumes 1 and (laughs) 2.
1: Wait, is this like a sequel to that poem about Jesus carrying you when there was only one set of footprints? It was Jesus carrying you. And then when the footprints end, Jesus just gave up on you. (laughs)
2: Where the footprints end. High strange, high strangeness and the Bigfoot phenomenon. Dot dot dot. Oh, where's the rest of the title? Oh my God.
0: Oh, I wonder if that's it. But uh, that is so funny to me that it's about the Jesus
2: poem and that Jesus just, <laughs> just bounced. it's not that he's tearing you. He's just Jesus like, I'm out. Like,
0: oh. uh.
1: <laughs> This guy.
2: In, in the 90s, again. every single craft fair that you went to had that poem written beautifully on a piece of slate that you could hang in your kitchen. Yeah,
0: you're totally right. But no, it, it references that, they, that there are some people who believe in the interdimensional Bigfoot theory who have pointed to like tracking him where – you're following these like Bigfoot footprints and then they just disappear. So it's not (gasps) like he like ran into a bush and you couldn't find him. It's like he disappeared on the spot, basically. (sighs) So in that book, (sighs) part of what they do is like talk about other like mythological creatures and legends, and stuff like that. And there is a chapter where they're talking about like strange ocean stuff
2: Mm -hmm. and
0: whether there could be any Bigfoot intersection there. So Kathleen, you are not
2: alone here well, it's you know that the most recent Godzilla movie they thought they killed Godzilla, not dead. he was just at his pied de terre under the sea, like in the core of the of the center of the earth, and oh. he was hanging out in an apartment there, like regaining his strength. Bigfoot could have a condo in the same complex, oh yeah? my
0: God, you know we just <laughs> you're absolutely right, mm-hmm. about all of the above. I just did a Patreon live stream where I was looking into Bermuda Triangle theories (laughs) and I found this story about this dude. I will say it seems entirely made up. Because he, it, was, it was the kind of thing where he's like, oh, I I can't lead anybody back to this magical place, even though I happened upon it while I was scuba diving in the Bahamas. And <laughs> sure nobody else did, has bro. ever found it. Yeah. Like, whatever. <laughs> he This guy said that he ended up inside a magical pyramid that was underneath the water. Ooh. And that he swam into it. That there were multiple rooms. And that there was, I think he said it was like a brass like thing hanging down from the center of the pyramid that had a big red stone on it. And then there was a tablet that had brass hands holding a crystal. And he brought that crystal back that he was able to handle because then he traveled around with it and charged people.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So there's all
0: kinds of stuff going on under there. (laughs)
2: He's an entrepreneur. Truly. Man, the ocean, so so much stuff
1: to be discovered and definitely none of it's fake. Apparently
0: (laughs) for sure. None of it is fake. (laughs) Mm -mm. I'd be a little bit more willing to like, again, not really believe, but let's say have fun entertaining the idea of like, well, maybe this guy actually swam into an alternate dimension. Mm -hmm. And that's why nobody can find it. If he wasn't able to bring back a physical object from the alternate dimension and charge people to see it.
2: And also, he's a thief. Like so, whether it's- I can't say that I wouldn't be pa- I wouldn't be paying. I you know,
0: yeah. how much is yeah. he? Charge? I would pay
2: probably to see it. Should, should he show up around my block?
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't know if if it's a, if it's cheap enough, I'd probably go give it a yeah. look. But if it was kind of because he was saying it was an Atlantean crystal, he was saying that the thing that he accessed had something to do with the lost city of Atlantis. Yeah. So I would think that hikes the price up. Yeah, and people said like it had healing properties and stuff, so I bet it was like very expensive.
2: Any chance this guy's name was King Triton? Because <laughs> then, then we know he's for sure not telling the truth.
0: Yeah. No, it was it was like Doctor Mark Brown, and he was a doctor. He was like a naturop- naturopathic doctor. Yeah, and I said like in the episode, like why is it never just like an MD? Yeah. Like, not that I'm not into mm-hmm. like kind of like complimentary sort of stuff. But I wish just one time it was somebody who's like, like a judge. Why is it always a naturopathic doctor? Why can't it be somebody who holds like one of the highest offices in the land? Yeah. It's yeah. Just somebody who's like, well, that's not a real doctor. You know what I mean? Like-
1: I am going to go out on a limb and have a hot take here and say that it's probably not real from Atlantis. Mm. I don't. Mm, I don't. Right. Know, I don't know, guys, but I don't think it's
0: real, Bethany. I'm going to yeah. join you out
2: there in the deep end. <gasps> I also you. don't
0: think it's real. I'm being very. But right. I know loved right. the story.
2: <laughs> you two ladies are haters because I'm going <laughs> to go with real.
0: <laughs> you know what? It's good to have a count, like a point counterpoint, especially in things that are like you know a thought experiment. <laughs>
2: yes. <laughs> yes. Oh,
0: boy, can you well, imagine guys, if it's I'm real gonna, and I'm no gonna, one's paying attention to it? I'm going to wrap it. <laughs> awesome, awesome! i know the poor guy's like guys i'm telling you i seriously picked this up from the ocean floor and it healed me i i know it seems stupid i know i'm not a judge i know i'm a doctor of naturopathy but listen to me <laughs> no, <laughs> we're all the idiots well god i want to be respectful of your time and your beautiful days and Aww. let you go <sighs> Thank you so this much has been so much fun this. i almost don't want to go i know this is great i had a great time Thank you so much for coming on and telling me what you've been into and just like shooting the breeze. So as I said, Bethany and Kathleen are the hosts of an Acquired Taste podcast. It is so good. I listen to it every single week and it comes out on Thursdays. I highly su- uh, suggest subscribing because there is also the odd bonus up that they just dropped out of, their, out of the goodness of their hearts. And you're going to want to make sure you get those. They talk about, let me see if I can remember your catchphrase. You talk about life, what's weird in the world, and I didn't do it right. No, what is it? That's
1: and we invite you to join us. Okay, yeah, there it yeah. is. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> so they're awesome. Ladies, do you want to tell them anything else you have going on? By all means, plug plug plug. Oh, Patreon. we have a Patreon. Yes. Yes, which I'm a member of. Oh,
1: thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can go to patreon.com slash acquired taste. Is that right, Kathleen?
2: Yeah, that's right. Uh, and we're launching a twice-monthly twice monthly, uh, live podcast show uh, at nighttime, Acquired Taste by Moonlight.
0: Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that. And I highly suggest that you follow them both on social
2: media. Where can they find you?
1: Uh, I am Radio Bethany on Twitter, Miss Bethany Watson on Instagram.
2: And I am at Web Girl Kathleen on everything.
0: Thank you guys so much for joining me. I hope you have a great rest of the day. And thank you so much out there for listening. We'll see you soon. Bye.